Welcome back to the Morning Kick podcast. This is a replay episode from the live YouTube, Facebook and LinkedIn show produced by Excite Media. We encourage you if you're looking at digital marketing, website design, to contact us via excitemedia.com.au. Now let's revisit one of our earlier programs and join our guest. Good morning, Kicksters. Welcome back to The Morning Kick. This is the Tuesday edition, and we're going to be very shortly having a look at the issue of recruitment and what it means for the workforce, both for employers and for employees, talking to Michael Rubio from 720. Now, one of the things I wanted to just uh, remind you that you can actually make comments, whether it's in Facebook or in YouTube. So if you're watching on Facebook this morning, uh, please jump in, make a comment. And to all the people that are watching on the replay, great to have you along. Let's uh, say hello to Michael this morning. He's just about ready for his second shot of caffeine. I'd like to know how big those shots are, Michael. Understand you're into a bit of latte art as well. So you've been getting up and getting a bit creative already in the morning. Very true, yeah. Thanks. Good morning, Andrew. Just a quick little coffee brag. I'm ready to go. Oh, that's good, mate. That, that's talent. There you go. And and when you can do that for yourself, you know that you're important, which you are. So thank you for joining <laughs> us. Now, you, you've been involved in a variety of roles over the years, and I understand that you've had kind of that social side of things, but now you've got involved with 720. You're a career advisor, and a lot of people really do need that kind of advice from time to time. Sometimes we hit a fork in the road. Sometimes we really just want to know, are we fulfilling our full potential? Um, tell me what drew you into being a career advisor with 720. Yeah, sure. As you mentioned, a lot of my career has been with uh, helping people in the social space and the ministry space. So I used to work in high schools, counselling teenagers uh, and, you know, dealing with church groups and supporting people through crisis situations and just struggling situations. I think for me, I've always enjoyed really helping people. And after doing that for a, quite a long season, I really wanted to stretch my, um, I don't know, stretch my scope out and help professionals um, dealing with, you know, day-to-day -day struggles. But career is such a huge thing in so many people's life. People's job is so important. So when you're out of work or you're struggling to uh, progress in your career or you're just feeling a little bit lost, it has a huge impact on not just yourself, but your whole family and your whole community. Um, so I really enjoy the work that I'm able to do in uh, helping people to level up their career, helping people to uh, find new work that's satisfying and fulfilling. So, yeah, it's been a great change. It's amazing. When you look back on life, you generally find that there's a lot of life milestones that surround family and family events. And then second coming behind it tends to, to be milestones to do with our work environment. Now, COVID-19 definitely has stirred the pot of this year. And I can imagine that there are employers in all sorts of industries dealing with um, employment in different ways. Can you give us a bit of a sense of what you're hearing within the recruitment industry? I can imagine that some industries like events and hospitality are really up in the air, but what else is happening out there? Yeah, definitely. It's had a huge impact on recruitment, um, but just business in general, I think that's where the flow and effect is really effective. Recruitment, we work a lot with advertising industry and agencies, and we've seen uh, a flow and effect, I guess, from there. 
initially back in March when everything kind of hit, I think that's when the, the big panic kind of hit and everyone just uh, slammed on the brakes, screeched halt to everything, let's stop yep. spending, let's just try and see initially how long the storm's going to be, how severe the storm's going to be, uh, and just try and close our doors and batten the hatches and keep everything just afloat for the next couple of weeks or months or however long this will be. Um, I think now things are really starting to warm up. So um, I'm really hanging out for the Queensland borders to be open. I think that'll be great. Um, I think Queensland's been hit quite hard. We're a big tourism country, a big tourism state. We've got big heavy hitters like Flight Centre and Virgin, um, and they've been devastated by this crisis, obviously. And that kind of flow on, I think. But um, but in terms of recruitment, what we've seen is um, the market's definitely picking up now. Things are definitely starting to warm up. Cafes are opening um, in the city where I work or in the valley. It's starting to look a bit more alive. People are heading back to the office, um, albeit somewhat tentatively. Like I think there's going to be definitely a change in the way office structure working works from now on. But um, but yeah, just having a look at even some of the seek stats uh, over the last couple of weeks, there's definitely a big increase in job postings in um, companies advertising again, which is great. Some industries I think there's 185 percent. Uh, increase from um, previous weeks in the job posting. So yeah, confidence is definitely coming up. Recruitment starting to happen again. We've seen some companies do things a little bit differently. So some of our clients are still, they've got work, they've got scope and budget, but they're a little bit tentative still. So they're um, putting on contractors or part-time roles rather than just going straight into a full-time role um, just to mitigate the risk a little bit in case something happens in a week or a month if there's new restrictions that might pop back up for some reason um they don't have to let someone go if they're part-time they can keep sustaining that salary so. that whole gig economy that's out there that's something that uh i think employers and employees may become more used to just in terms of uh, i guess it's kind of like a freelancer market just booming a little bit more do you think that's where that tentative employer is going to be more interested in short-term contracts in the foreseeable future yeah i think it's a flip side coin so yes from an employer point of view but also no from a candidate point of view so um that's been a hard hard time for a lot of people in that gig economy freelance designers or creatives or uh even you know, people running their own consultancy or their own freelancing in whatever business industry they're in. But uh, we work a lot with, yeah, there's freelance creators and they've struggled quite a lot. Like for some of them, they've had, um, you know, almost years of continuous booking back to back, always in demand, all of a sudden having absolutely nothing. Uh, they can't get the smallest little gig on the side. So uh, again, I'm sure that'll pick up again. And so that'll be great. Uh, still a great industry to be in, but it does present its challenges. So people who have had full-time permanent employment, I think through this season, as long as they haven't been stood down, have kind of fared a little bit better over this last couple of months. But but then again, there's a lot of people that have used this and taken the most of this opportunity to, you know, ramp up the family time intentionally and enjoy a long-needed holiday. And I know I've had some great time like that as well and tried to make the most of it. Uh, but yeah, I think the gig economy... I don't know whether it'll ramp up or people will be more hesitant. I'll be interested to see, watch it closely. But yeah, I think definitely employers will be more keen to do that if they can. One of the things that we've noticed is that there have been certain industries where there's been more demand during COVID than there was pre-COVID. And so we've seen a couple of our clients have actually put on new sales teams or new customer service people. And I can imagine that that's a flow on. Once you've started to put on 
more customer service people, more salespeople, that then flows into delivery and fulfillment, and hopefully more jobs start to flow. So while we're waiting for events and hospitality to kick back through tourism and that type of thing, there may be some industries where there's still demand or more increased demand. And I can imagine when you look at the online sales, um, whether it's Amazon setting up warehouses or delivery systems through Australia Post, there's going to be new jobs opening up across the sector, isn't there? Absolutely. Yeah, you're right. Just in my observations, I've seen heaps of e-commerce jobs come up, um, kind of uh, website optimization specialists, uh, e-commerce digital marketing roles popping up here, there and everywhere from agencies and internal roles. Because, yeah, it's it's been a really big push that a lot of people have been just kind of holding off. Maybe they've got a bricks and mortar store and don't see real value in going online. Now it's crucial. Everyone has to be online. That's the, the key place to be playing right now. And you want to be dominating that space. So, yeah, things from marketing to advertising to having creative that cut through the noise because it is a noisy environment online and there's uh, a lot of traffic, a lot of a lot of screen, a lot of, um, yeah, a lot of static. So being able to cut through that's extremely important. And so there's definitely seen uh, some roles, some industries, like you said, and companies that are ramping up their hiring. And, um, yeah, so... Keen to, keen to see that flow on, I think. And I think it will flow on external businesses as well, like you mentioned. We want to get some advice for people that are involved in looking at recruitment during this time. And if you're wanting to get in touch with Michael and find out more about the services that his organisation can offer, you can go to 720.com.au and you'll be hit by this mesmerising, if not hypnotic set of waves on their website where they talk about they're using insights to get the right people for you. So have a look through 720.com.au and you can find out a little more. Michael, when recruiters are coming into this space, or I should say employers coming into the space and looking to find the right people, if they haven't used a recruitment agency before, can you describe the process of how you work with an employer to find the right people for them? Yeah, sure. Initially, so I guess what you want to make sure you have is have in your mind what you need from the role from the company i think it's we find a lot of our clients find it a good way to develop a bit more of their employer brand strategy so uh, that's extremely important when it comes to recruitment having a strategy about your employer brand how are you seen in the marketplace how do candidates think about you if they see a job ad do they you know instantly scroll past and dismiss it really quickly um, or do they look at it and really search and scour and say oh how do i get into a company like that um, that's really the question. So what we try and do is um, ask those prime questions in an initial consultation, a bit about their recruitment strategy. What are they doing already? The bare bones really is just to post a job out on Seek and have a budget and have work. That's really the bare bones, but it's really not going to cut through if you want to build an A team, if you want to build a strong, uh, engaged team that are going to not just weather you through the storm, but take your company to the next level. Um, you really do need the best talent and it is really competitive. So we kind of do a bit of a pushback on that, look at the look at the role, look at the uh, industry trends, what's happening. And um, and yeah, I guess for us, we really enjoy our role because we get to be the employee brand advocate for a lot of different companies. So we're chatting with a lot of people in the industry and we find it uh, much easier, I think, to match up the people that have the certain values that match up with companies, um, the right culture fit, the right skill sets, but also the career progression for our candidates. So um, if they're looking for somewhere where they can take a bit more ownership, where they can really step up and 
the move into senior management, they might be looking to jump into a bit more of a startup environment or a younger company or a smaller team where they can really take some ownership or if they're wanting to really um, diversify their career and the industries they've been in, they might want to be a part of more of a um, corporate environment or an agency environment or a client side environment. So we kind of um, have these conversations with candidates and talk about multiple different industries, multiple different clients that we have and really find the best fit for them. Um, from a company point of view, I think it makes sense when you've exhausted your options. So, you know, maybe you're looking for someone you've posted a job ad um, and just, you know, you hit crickets. Uh, or maybe you've got the opposite where you're just getting flooded with um, flooded with baristas. You're posting an e-commerce ad or something again. All the baristas, all the events people are all trying to get into your inbox. Um, we can really help cut through that noise. Uh, so the, the process uh, changes from roles to roles, but look, we, we tailor that process around what works best for the candidates or best for their clients. It's really interesting. I think a lot of people see the recruitment industry as I just go to you with my list and you give me a list and somewhere where we match it up. Mm-hmm. But you're actually becoming a, an advocate and a publicist almost for the employer brand and helping discover the hidden gems that would make people be attractive to working with that company. So easy to look at the salary, the hours and the job description and miss mm-hmm. many of the other decision making issues that people are actually looking for in the job environment. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think too, like after working with clients, you understand them and you know straight away. So you can tell a candidate, honestly, you're not going to enjoy that company. Like they're a great company, but it's not the right fit. Or on the flip side, we can tell them about companies they never would have heard about previously because maybe, you know, the best talent out there isn't, you know, they don't have all the seat settings, um, all the notifications, all the LinkedIn reminders, uh, because usually they're the opposite of getting poached by companies on the day to day. So they won't see your job ad. They won't see your post on LinkedIn, most likely. Um, but in a conversation with someone like ourselves, we can kind of direct them to, hey, this company is small. They're not very well known, but they could be exactly what you want for the future. No, I like your thinking. Let's um, just have a talk about another initiative that you're involved in at the moment, and that is the future of work. Now, we had Petra Zink on the morning kick just a little while ago, and she was yeah, telling awesome. us about this, but maybe you can take us a little bit deeper. So we've got the future of work campus.online. Let's bring the domain name up here so we can actually have a look at it. Can you tell me your involvement and what people will find here? Because I know that a lot of companies deal with professional developments and this may be an answer for some. Yeah, absolutely. So definitely Petra thinks the brainchild of this and so helping work with her at the moment from a kind of community management point of view. Uh, but I'm excited about this because I think what we've seen with the recent COVID-19 crisis is companies' ability to pivot and stay agile. Uh, is really, it's really struggled with a lot of industries, a lot of companies. Things like working from home, how do you actually manage that? Um, and as a leader, how do you lead your teams when you're all remote? You can't you know, pop up behind their desk and see what they're up to. You can't just um, catch someone at lunch break and ask them how they're doing. It's not quite as simple. So um, the Future of Work Campus is really a, a down-to-earth practical um, personal development program that involves uh, expert panels, that involves uh, online meetups that happen regularly. It also has uh, group career coaching sessions where you can really chat with people and get honest about your career and what you're trying to achieve. And it's got an exclusive uh, community, LinkedIn online community, where you can bounce ideas off people, get support for different questions, 
if you're going in for a big kind of salary review or performance review, you can get support from people to give you advice on how to handle those things. So it's all about working for the future, keeping your, um, keeping your career agile, and it's a bit more of a personalized um, personal development profile platform. So I guess it works if you're just, you know, if you're just yourself like me, um, I love exercise, but I hate going to the gym. Um, I love having someone who at my gym, I've got a South African ex world champion boxer who yells at me and tells me to get down and do burpees, get down and do push-ups. Um, there's no yelling, but I need that kind of motivation from external sources to help me really push myself to get the most out of myself. I've got a boxing bag downstairs and in the last couple of months, I've used it maybe three times. Um, so for my career, something like this is perfect. It helps push me regularly, helps keep me accountable. Um, helps connect me to the best people and experts in the industry and gives me a community to share that with. So yeah, that's a bit about the future of work. So we're launching them first of um, July. Yeah, so it's a couple of weeks away. So exciting times. Brilliant. Well, go to the website and you'll be able to find out more or express some interest in what's coming up with the Future of Work campus. Uh, Michael, in this, these times, there are people that are going to be in the process of career changes. Either uh, their employment situation has changed and they're out looking for new opportunities. Uh, maybe even employers that know friends, relatives, family who need some advice. Can we talk about the recruitment process? How does somebody yeah. looking for work get in touch with a recruiter? And what do you need from us? How do we best present ourselves? Because we hear kind of mixed messages. Tell me about your mm. 10, 15, 20-year career, but do it on one page because you've got to have a summary. Actually, yeah. this way to get in front of a recruiter. Yeah, look, it is, it is tricky. And I think each kind of company handles things differently. Um, if my advice would be to try and find someone that you can connect with on a personal level. Definitely send an email, send a job application, but that's the lowest kind of level that you can possibly engage with a recruiter or a hiring manager on. Um, my encouragement is try and get personal because like you said, you know, how do you fit who you are on a one piece of paper? You can't really do it very well. Um, so my advice would be, you know, if you can send an email, do it. If you can make a phone call, if it's a phone number down the bottom, do it. Just even if it's just a hello, I have candidates sometimes who'll just call me just to say, you put your number, I thought I'd just call and introduce myself. And for me, that thing's awesome. I know that person a little bit. Like I've got a bit more of a connection with that person. Um, and if you can, explain a little bit about where you're at, why you, what the job appeals to you about. If you can meet in person with someone, then that's always the best. Um, coffee or a video chat like this, something like that to kind of, again, build that personal connection. Uh, when it comes to a skills point of view and standing out in job ads, uh, one of the trends that we're seeing is you need to be able to prove your skills and ability in a certain area if you can. So it's it's really easy for some industries to say they have graphic design. You don't just have your CV there. No one cares about your CV and where you've worked as much as seeing your work. So show us your actual work. Show us your portfolio of your design. Um, and that speaks probably louder than where you've worked previously in a lot of cases. So depending on what industry you're in, you can actually do that too. Set up a case study page, set up a portfolio page. Um, if you're in digital marketing, you can showcase some of the campaigns you've run that have worked really well. Um, if you're in account management, you can talk a bit more about some of your um, client experiences. So it, it, it does depend, but you know, if you're being pushed by a recruiter to simplize your CV down to one single page, that's because they know uh, you're only going to get five seconds of someone's eyeballs on that. So you've got to just 
do the best you can with that one page. But if you've got all this other great info that you want to be able to share, put it in a case study or a portfolio or something like that. It's also a good way to follow up with the uh, recruiter. So maybe you click submit on a seek ad or something like that. If there's an email, if there's a if you can find out their email, send them a follow up and say, hey, I couldn't actually attach this um, case study that I've got. I'd love to share this with you and I'd love your feedback. The other thing I'd say is always ask for feedback if you can. Um, if you're in the job application process and you know candidate experience is really important not everyone does that great a lot of people the majority of people leave people hanging and you apply and you don't hear anything and you just you know pass on and keep on going with your life but um what i would encourage you to do is try and get some feedback people don't usually like telling people no they don't you know it's very rare that you get a phone call and say sorry you didn't get the job um, no one likes to do that but if you call up someone you can ask you say hey i'm just wanting some feedback on my application. You're not asking, did I get the job, yes or no? Uh, people hate that. But if you ask, I'd love some feedback. I sent through my CV a week ago. Um, can you share with me any tips, pointers? People love giving feedback um, and they love being able to feel like they're helping you as well. So those are some tips some pointers. If you're working with a recruiter, um, sometimes it can make the process a bit easier because it gives you a buffer between the client and yourself. So you're not going into a high pressure interview. Um, you're kind of, get to hear a bit more about the company before you actually meet them face to face. Hopefully the recruiter can help guide you and um, maybe even train you, coach you a little bit on what best to do, even feedback on your presentation, uh, how you're explaining your best value add, things like that. So yeah, I think whether or not you end up going with a recruiter, yeah, it's always good to catch up with someone and just get their feedback as well. A summary of what you've just said there, which I think is absolutely brilliant is don't just send an application engage with the recruiter talk to them mm. look for feedback and simply if you're just sending missiles and hoping that one of them gets on the target you're probably missing an opportunity to actually discover more about yourself and the positions that you're seeking uh, michael let's finish off by actually talking to the employers with some tips that they can do before they come to see a recruiter what are some of the preparation things that would make the engagement or the experience of working with a recruitment agency the best type of process for getting a new employee? What do you need from us? What can we prepare? Yeah, great, great question. Um, look, first off, I'd say anyone that's listening to this, engage with this. This is the most important thing about your whole business, whatever industry you're in, your people, uh, your goal, your treasure. Um, so, you know, whether you're a user recruiter or not, make sure you're engaging with this process well of building your staff team, looking after your staff. Um, engaging with your current staff because they're your best employee advocates. Um, but when it comes to engaging with a recruiter, if you're looking for a specialist role that, you know, it's just not easy to find the right people sometimes for these uh, really technical specialities, um, I'd say have a good think about your company and what sets you apart. Look at your competition, but look at things like your why, like your business why. Why are you in this business? Um, because I can guarantee you if you're working with a recruiter, and you can get them to love your business and get fired up and passionate about what you're doing. They're gonna work so much harder for you. They're gonna love working for you. Um, they're gonna really sell your company to all of their database, all of their candidates. Um, I've had that before where I've met with a, you know, just a random client I haven't heard before. They're small time, but they sold their vision to me. And man, I, I was their advocate. I was um, pushing them forward in the industry. Everyone that I talked to, even people that didn't necessarily apply for the job, um, so think about that, your purpose behind the business, um, because yeah, you need more than just a job ad and a budget for the moment, I think. Have a think about 
um, contingency plans, I think at the moment, stability is quite important. Um, planning for worst case scenarios, what happens if a key client leaves. Uh, worst case scenario, you don't want to put someone on and let them off. Uh, think about what your recruitment process looks like and is it candidate centric? Does it put the user uh, first or is it just catering to your convenience? Um, speed can be quite an issue at the moment, I think, in how fast you move or how fast you move your candidate through from initial application through to uh, pre-screening interview, final interview, technical test. I've seen some companies that probably um, don't do that very well and they miss out on really good talent because they have a really drawn out process. Hiring is very important. You don't want to make a, um, a bad hire or a quick hire, a reflexive hire, but at the same time, you don't want to draw it out so long for someone that's um, already in a job and you're asking them to do a phone call, then you're asking them to do a meeting with the recruiter, then you're asking them to do a meeting at their office, then a second round interview, then a technical test, then a culture test before they even get an offer on the table. Um, there can be, yeah, some, some companies demand close to three full working days worth of pre-stuff before you even get the job while well, oh. someone's still working. It's not really realistic. Um, and, I think and you it's may good be missing a, your, your best candidate who's already in demand. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it happens far too often, unfortunately. Um, but yeah, think about your process. What does that look like? Um, and again, I'd say think about the investment of your people. It's crucial. It's not something that you want to skimp on. Recruitment fees, um, yeah, they can be a bit of a pain. But I think at the moment, too, everyone is adapting and flexible. So especially in the recruitment industry, if you talk with someone, um, you might have had a previous experience with a recruiter. Um, I'll just say, look, what can you do? Can you help us with a payment plan or can you help us with a um, bit of negotiation on the fees potentially? Um, that's, I think those kind of discussions are prudent at the moment and most people are open to have those. Um, but apart from that, I'll just, yeah, really try and think about um, the potential of the addition of the person that's coming into your team. If they're going to be making a business a, a ton of money, then it's worth the investment. It's worth the investment in the recruitment fees, but also when their salary might be a bit higher than you had in your mind originally. But at the end of the day, if it can help your business grow, then it's definitely worth it. Michael, it's been an absolutely brilliant session. And I think the thing that we get to take away from both sides of the conversation is engage in the process. Uh, for the employer, this is a possibly career-defining decision. So don't treat it lightly and put your best foot forward and engage with the recruiters. And for the employer, if you're going to get the very best of the best to make your team grow, to make your business grow, and understand the goal that is your people or are your people, then certainly you've got to engage as well. Really appreciate having you on the morning kick. Uh, we'll make sure that we've got all the details in both the Facebook and YouTube descriptions so that people can engage with you at 720 and the Future of Work campus. Thanks very much, Michael. Awesome. Thanks so much, Andrew. So there we are. That was a, a great session looking at the whole issue of, issue of recruitment at a very timely situation. Uh, we hope that you got something out of it. And please feel free to share the, uh, the video with your friends, send it to them via YouTube or Facebook, get them involved with Excite Media, and you can find out more about our Business Thrival Plan. Remember that you can go along to excitemedia.com.au and you'll find all the details here, nice and easy to get to. And one of the things I would encourage you to have a look at is our blog. We've started putting up transcripts of some of the Morning Kick episodes so that you can catch up and even read through some of the advice. The session we had with Stephen Lewis on copywriting was absolutely brilliant. So that's another one to have a look at. 
Well, I hope that you'll be back for the morning kick when we are looking at social media this coming Thursday. How do you make social media work in business? Some of us feel that social media might be just a time distraction, but what if it can help grow your brand awareness, bring in the right fit clients, and we'll be talking to Carolyn Ferrando about social media in business this coming Thursday. Look forward to seeing you then on the morning kick.